0: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Welcome everyone to the Locked On Coyotes Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, Friday, March 5th, a wonderful day, the first Friday of the, uh, Great month of March. One of my one of my favorite months in uh, in sports. Next to uh, April, I think is my next one. But uh, we'll 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 get to that maybe a little bit later. Today we got uh, well we got a little bit of a preview going for you. The Arizona Coyotes set to go up against the Minnesota Wild for the first time this season. They were supposed to go up against them earlier this season, but uh, COVID protocols kept a reschedule, and that's what ended up causing Arizona's seven straight games against st louis which i don't want to go over again uh so instead we have a uh, we we have a special guest for us uh we have a the uh, co-founder of miniice.com. seth seth how you doing
0: hey man i'm doing good uh just glad to be done with the vegas golden knights for now because yikes
1: yeah, that uh, I looked. I looked at that game, and it was it was pretty lopsided. It doesn't surprise me in ways. Everyone looks at Vegas to be as you know, obviously one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, and uh, I mean they showed it in that on that case.
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of a weird game because I, I didn't think Cam Talbot played particularly bad in either game against the Golden Knights. He certainly didn't get help. I mean. You can only do so much in a two-on-one as a goalie and trying to kill off penalties. But Vegas certainly showed, as you mentioned, that they are definitely the toast of the West right now. And uh, they're going to be a force because that team is deep and that team is fast. And for as good as the Wild have looked through the first couple of weeks of the season, pleasant surprise they've been. Vegas definitely showed them that uh, they've got a little ways to go to get to that level.
1: Now, now help us here on the on the Coyotes pod on this locked on Coyotes podcast. Uh, no, get to know this wild team wild. because you know because before the season, a lot of us considered this uh, to be probably one of the let's say like and uh, and an, an, I guess an interesting matchup in, in a way because uh, when you sorted saw, up the the West Division before the season started, everyone was like, all right, you have like Vegas or Colorado one and two, St. Louis three. And then four can be up 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 for grabs, essentially between Minnesota, Arizona, or let's say like I don't know Anaheim or whatever. Which one of the California teams, whichever one's the least bad. Um, but what I, I want to get your your opinion on how? Just let me know, like who is this uh, Minnesota team?
0: Well, the exciting thing is that this Wild team runs as well as Kirill Kaprizov does, and. Minnesota fans have waited to see him for several years. He's finally here. And, you know, it's fun to have a player who actually lives up to the hype and shows on an every single night basis that he is the best player this wild team has right now in his rookie season. Obviously, coming into the year, it was viewed as, you know, maybe they were a year away from being able to compete. But with the way the West is laid out, That fourth spot, as you said, definitely up for grabs. The Wild felt like if they could get some offense, that they certainly would have a chance. And, I mean, Kaprizov is near the top of the leaderboard in rookie points so far this year. He's been just a revelation. And I'm hoping we get to see 15 or 20 years of this because, you know, it's been so fun already.
1: You know, I was having some friends over during the, uh, I think, the Minnesota games against the uh, the Kings, I like. I think it was la- like this last Saturday. I was watching a bunch of hockey games that day with some friends, and uh, you know, I was just watching. I was watching Capri saw very closely because I love that you mentioned his name. Because, but, but even before the season started, I like I knew that everyone, any anyone who's anyone in, in the hockey world has to keep an eye on this guy as a you know preseason favorite and now even midseason favorite for the uh, for the Calder Trophy. And uh, man, I I watched that again. I watched that game on on Saturday, and that dude is impressive. I I like how that guy plays. And just tell me about this guy. Like what, like what makes him that good? Obviously, I only got a chance to watch you know 15 minutes of him, but what makes him this good?
0: Well, he just has such elite speed. I've seen now in three separate games him skate around the entirety of the zone. He did so against the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, where he basically skated a circle around both teams, uh, just the perimeter of the zone, and uh, tried to find an opportunity for a shot. He had uh, one of the games over the weekend, he had uh, a shot where he collected his own rebounds, and despite Drew Doughty basically uh, blanket-coveraging him, he was able to uh, pop it into the net for just an obscene goal. He has crazy speed, as I mentioned, but he has so much confidence in his abilities too, which is definitely a huge factor because, you know, if you aren't confident in your game, you're not going to try a handful of things just because you don't think that you're able to, to do them. And there's nothing that Kaprizov isn't, uh, isn't scared to try because he just is that confident in himself. And uh, I mean, I'll never get tired of seeing him skate circles around people.
1: Is there anyone else on this uh, Minnesota team that I guess Coyotes fans should be more attentive to? Well, the
0: other big part of the offense is of course, Kevin Fiala who finished the season last year on an absolute tear. And a little bit of a slow start this year, but definitely not for lack of trying. He's finally starting to, uh, to find the net more regularly again. But a couple of players who Bill Guerin really challenged to be better this year in Jordan Greenway and Jewel Ericksonak have been great as well. And so you have that kind of tier of four players who is, uh, is carrying the load offensively. Defensively, look no further than Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon. Those are two of the best defensemen, not only in the West, but in the NHL as well. They just do so many things to help win games on a nightly basis. Um, it's an elite defensive team. The offense needs some more pieces, but just looking at um, what some of the guys like Erickson Eck and Greenway have contributed, they're definitely a little further along than we had expected.
1: Once again, we're talking with uh, Seth of MiniIce.com to uh, help us break down the Arizona Coyotes and Minnesota Wild. Their first game set for uh, for tonight. When then the next game will be tomorrow on on Saturday. Uh, in just a sec, we'll actually go ahead and you know we'll let we'll, we'll let Seth uh, go ahead and ask us some questions and maybe go a couple other back and forths on between the uh, Coyotes and the Wild. We'll do that as well as. Uh, Take a look at some of the odds, courtesy of our friends at BetOnline.ag. Speaking of BetOnline, guys, it's March, so you know what that means. Not only do we get the bet on hockey, but we get the bet on college basketball tournaments. I'm super excited for that. And there's one place that I'm going to trust, and one place I I highly recommend for you guys to go ahead and try, but it's BetOnline.ag. Real time, up to odds and props and almost anything you can imagine, has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is absolutely, guys, the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and sign up for a free account today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that is LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And we're back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We're covering everything you need to know about the Arizona Coyotes, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you there covered as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, once again, Locked On Coyotes podcast. I'm Rob Leonio, your host. Uh... Joined with me of uh, Seth Topol of the uh, miniice.com to, again, help us break down Arizona Coyotes and Minnesota Wild. Before, Seth, I allow you to ask me some questions about the Coyotes and how to get ready for this series. I do have one more question for you. It's, tell me just a little about the, the, uh, the style of play that this Minnesota team does. Because, you know, I think hearing about this can really help me understand if the Coyotes even have a shot.
0: Well, they the wild are definitely and pardon the cliche, but the wild definitely excel when they get off to a hot start. They have uh, a their f- top line is a very physical line with Greenway, Ericssonek, and Fiala, and then they can also combat that with some speed with Zuccarello, Rask, and Caprizov. So they're they're going to try to hit hard. They're going to try to play fast. I do get concerns that there seems to be a little bit of a take-the-foot-off-the-gas pedal when, uh, when they do get a lead, which was the biggest problem in Game 1 against the Golden Knights. They had the two-goal lead, and they just kind of let Vegas take control of the game late. But if the offense isn't really uh, getting things done, I mean, they've got that elite defensive unit that I touched on before. And you've got Cam Talbot and Capo Cacken, who up until the Vegas series have been playing phenomenally well. So it's a team that uh, that tries to limit chances for the opponents and uh, tries to get that one or two goal lead early so that they can really start to frustrate you.
1: I love that you mentioned that. It almost sounds in ways that uh, they're very similar in a couple ways to Arizona, because Arizona, they- Want every now and then they want to come out early or they want to have a uh, a fast start. They a couple times they'll go out and score. I think well, one of the games against Minnesota, uh, they scored like a goal in like twenty nine seconds. I'm like, what, what, where, where did that come from? <laughs> So then I was like, yeah, that, that was yeah that was one of the games against Saint Louis and I was like well, how 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 do you do that but you know so that's that's good to know but I'm gonna allow you to uh, if anything you want to know about the uh, Coyotes heading into this series because the Coyotes are are always a question mark team that people have a lot of I don't know the best I don't know what the word it a question marks about I was gonna say.
0: Well, one question, of course, with uh, a former Wild player between the pipes, i got to ask you how Darcy Kemper is doing so far this year.
1: Oh, Darcy Kemper, uh, he's doing great. He, uh, I would say he had a couple d- days off this last week with injury. He had a, a lower body injury, I, can't, I, I believe. So he led uh, the last week, actually. It was the first game against the Colorado Avalanche. Instead of uh, Darcy Kemper, they put an Aiden Hill to uh, start off with, which was a shock to a lot of us, but uh, I mean, wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad performance, but uh, Darcy Kemper though, I mean, he is Darcy Kemper. I don't think anyone can fault him for anything. He is probably one of the uh, favorite players one of the you know, for anyone on this Arizona squad. And really they look at it just like, how is he this good or, or how has he bailed out Arizona this many times?
0: Um, I'm also curious as to uh, Phil Kessel, of course, has been, you know, he's been around the league plenty, but looks as though he has been uh, settling in nicely with this Arizona roster as one of one of the old wily vets leading the squad.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Phil Kessel, at first I was a little question, like questioning whether or not he was still, you know, that kind of Phil Kessel last year, uh, you know, helping produce part of the team. Uh, he was put on the third line uh, at first, the beginning of the season, and I, I think now he's getting alongside uh, Tyler Pitlick and, um, and Christian Dvorak. And I think... Uh, you know when that pair, that just that pairing alone, the, the you know the leadership of Phil Kessel alongside the youth speed talent of Christian Dvorak has definitely worked for the Coyotes, and I I'm super excited to see to, to, to continue to see those two guys work together. And but yeah, Phil Kessel's been amazing. Um, he's um not your goal scorer, but he will he, he will help the team put up points in any way possible. And I I've, I've been absolutely loving his performance for the Coyotes so far.
0: Other than that, I mean, heading into the season, I was focused more on the wild and kind of where they slotted into things. Um, Arizona still kind of trying to find their way, I would imagine. And so, you know, not expected to be one of those top four, but do you see them having a chance to maybe sneak into that top four and gain a, a playoff spot in the West? Mm-hmm.
1: They they've have the ex- somewhat of the experience now to be able to make the playoffs, and uh, I was like, and if they write off the talent of Conor Garland, then of course things will keep getting better for them, and obviously that's definitely helped them in more ways than not. Um, yeah, I love I've been a huge fan of Conor Garland. Um, if you if you've if, if you listen to any of my previous shows, Seth, you'll 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 know that you'll know that one for sure, but. Um, yeah no I, I I really think that this Coyotes team still has a shot. my uh, what do best about it? my optimism has been diminished significantly ever since the Kings series the two straight two straight losses of the Kings um and then uh, I mean the two wins against the ducks were comebacks which were like shouldn't have been ha- have the been comebacks in the first place <laughs> and then. Two straight losses to the uh to the avalanche, and then this last game against the Kings, a pretty solid game. But it just shows to me how inconsistent the Coyotes team is. And so my optimism has been diminished quite a bit. Although I still have that little inkling in me that says, you know what, this coyotes team I think can still do it. If they really piece together just a little bit more, and maybe if the the uh the quote short leash line, you know is able to be one of the best lines in hockey, which they showed they have a potential of being, not will be, but the potential of being, then, well, I mean, I really think that this team can go for that fourth spot. And yeah, I'll just say the fourth spot. That's as best. As, that's as much as I'll go.
0: Okay. Other than that, I think at least. Off the top of my head, those those were some of the pressing questions I had about Arizona.
1: Yeah, um, and again, th- those those are those are all pretty pretty valid questions. Things that you know I think a lot of people were ask ask us about, um, especially because again, Arizona is a team that flies off the you know under the radar of a lot of people. You know, when you think of the West, you think of I mean, the, you're normally the Pacific Division, let's say, or um. You you think of the the Golden Knights more recently, and you think of um, I'm trying to think or just as, yeah just in, just the West in general because right now the everything is all jumbled up. But yeah, I think of the Golden Knights. You think of the Avalanche. You think of the Blues. Um, so those three, and then outside those three teams, everyone's like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, there's Arizona because I think this is the way of putting it, just because you have the top three teams. And then you have the bottom three teams. Everyone's paying attention to how bad the California teams are, that they forget where Arizona is. It's like, oh yeah, that's right, they're there. So it could, it's it's a uh, it's a blessing and a curse. It's like, that was what I like to put it. It's you know, it's like, hey, we're not, we don't people aren't paying attention to us. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like Coyotes are playing, okay, they should get some attention. A
0: blessing and a curse is something that Minnesota fans are definitely familiar with. Oh yeah,
1: I, I've I, I've uh, had a, like a NHL-wide podcast before talking about a lot of things, and I and I look at this, I, I look at like you know when a couple times Minnesota would be like the uh, the last wild card spot going into the playoffs, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right, Minnesota's a team. <laughs> Because like to me, because like to to me, they were always the team that kind of they made the playoffs. They bar- or they would either barely make the playoffs, not make it, but when they made it, they would just n- not even make it past the first round.
0: Oh yeah, it was uh, it was always Chicago. Um, that run where they went, I think they went to the playoffs seven consecutive years. It seemed like it was either Chicago or the Kings, or uh, in this most recent series, it was. Uh, was winnipeg but you know what can you do i mean we in minnesota are definitely full of sports teams where we're just happy to be here whenever we get to the playoffs
1: yeah i can understand that arizona has more recently been been that case you know with the uh, cardinals they have been up and down uh, more recently and then the suns are on their way up the coyotes are close and then you have the college teams too no, which will, I, I, with March Madness coming up right now, that that depresses, that it depresses me a little bit with Arizona's not really being a presence in there, but that's, that's a topic for another, another day. Not, not even this podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's that. We'll go ahead and, uh, in just a sec, go ahead and talk a little bit about the, uh, the betting line coming up and that will be our, uh, our final bit of a conversation, get, getting some uh, predictions going in to the, uh, the game tonight as well as the game tomorrow as well. So we'll do that in just a sec. You're listening to Locked On Coyotes. And we're back on Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Rob Leonio and, uh, and Seth Tupal of miniice.com. To uh, help us again preview this uh, this series, Arizona Coyotes, Minnesota Wild. Uh, so, uh, Seth, here are our lines, courtesy of our friends at BetOnline.ag. So, Minnesota, point and a half favorites, with the uh, total points set for five and a half points. I feel like I had I've said this a half a million times that that's the Odds that gets placed for any Coyotes game Or just really any hockey game game in general But uh, let me get your opinion on this How does this first game go For the the, uh, Coyotes And and the uh, Wild tonight
0: Well I think after what happens To uh, The Wild against Vegas I think they're going to be pretty hungry To come out and play better uh, Against the Coyotes So if I had to Put something on it I would say four to the wilds. They get a couple of early goals and uh, I'm sure Arizona will make a run at some point, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say they cover and I'm going to say that the, uh, the over is barely in play.
1: Over is barely in play. Okay. I can see that one. Um, see, I would say this be personally. Um, the coyotes seem to have a problem when their first game up against a quality opponent, is always a toss up. Like you look at, I look at the, you know, their first game against Vegas and that one was a bit of a toss up and their second game was a mess. Um, first game against uh, St. Louis was a toss up and then Kyders Ky- Ky going like on a three game winning streak. Um, so it's, this is, a, this is gonna be another situation where I wouldn't say, okay, like these aren't, Uh, not as, I mean, I couldn't say maybe as quality, but I mean, Minnesota is still a good team. At least they've impressed me so far. (sighs) I'm trying to make my prediction on this one. Uh, I'm still going to give this first game to the wild because I think Arizona still has a lot to figure out, especially, um, even though they had a good game against the Kings on Wednesday, I will say this one, I'll put it this way. Arizona covers on this one. I have a. I'll have it at three to two, Minnesota. And uh, with that said, I this will be on the under for me.
0: I like it. I mean, the uh, the Wild offense hasn't been super good over the uh, the last couple of games. I mean, the last game in Vegas in particular. So it could certainly extend on the road trip.
1: And I think it. Could be helpful too, obviously, you know, when you have an injured goaltender, or I wouldn't say quote because I'm not sure exactly what the extent of it was, but Darcy Kemper going to be suiting up tonight, which is all, all signs pointing to that. I'm obviously no con- confirmations yet, but all signs pointing to Darcy Kemper playing in tonight's game, anti- Ranta playing in tomorrow night's game for the, uh, for the Coyotes. If you are a Coyotes fan and want to know where Aiden Hill is, he is uh, – he got – Temporarily, we assigned the Tucson for a conditioning assignment, Um, but so that said, we don't have the Lions for uh, tomorrow's game for Saturday, but I think this, I think Saturday's game will be a little bit closer. I think anti-Ranta has proved himself to be a, you know, a formidable, quote, backup or 1B. I think that's where we're putting it. The second second of a tandem. And I think he will he'll have himself a pretty good game. And I think the uh I think this one can go to overtime. Seth, I don't know what you think, but um I think this one can be like a like a like a four to three overtime game with the Arizona coming up on top on that one.
0: You know, that certainly is in play. I mean, the the Wilds have had decent success in overtime. I mean, they were four and zero before the Vegas debacle in game one. They would prefer, of course, to take care of things in regulation, but honestly, that's just been kind of the way this Wild team has been on the road it seems like they have really good success in uh, in game one of the series and just kind of struggle in the second game. And so, yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Arizona makes a much closer fight in game two, but uh, this is going to be a fun series to kind of see how it plays out because these two teams are going to get very familiar with each other over the uh, the next seven games,
1: yeah, it's only the f- the first of of many games that these guys are going to play, and I think what they're playing, what yeah, like almost all their times in this month, right? <laughs> yeah, they've got the, they've got this two
0: two game set in Arizona, then the Wild head home to play Vegas Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, back to uh, to hosting Arizona.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh... This month for Arizona, as I, as I mentioned to in a uh, previous episode is going to be tough because not, it's, it's all Minnesota and, and Colorado essentially for, for Arizona this, this month. So it's going to be a blast. But, uh, anyways, uh, so Seth, thanks, thanks, thanks a bunch for coming on. Uh, just stick around for just a sec, of course, as we, uh, as we wrap things up. Um, but, uh. Thanks everyone for, for joining us. Actually, before we, before I close out, go ahead and, uh, and, uh, and Seth, go ahead and, you know, let the, let the Coyotes listeners who might be interested in knowing how the Minnesota wild are doing, know how, how to follow you.
0: Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes, T-O-U-P-S. That has a link to all of the podcasts I'm associated with uh, right now, as well as uh, where to find the website that I am Currently, helping run mini ice.com. We take a huge look at the wild with uh, post game grades um, as well as other features. You can find a ton of stuff on the wild uh, and Minnesota hockey in general.
1: Awesome. And again, uh, Seth, really appreciate you coming on to help us preview this series. Of course. Yeah. So, again, this will close off for this show. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review if you've yet to already and also subscribe because we are available everywhere you get your podcasts and uh, well, if you leave us a good review, it helps my bosses know that I'm doing a good job here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you would like to also interact with us on social media, I am at RobLeano1, R-O-B-L-E-A-N-O-1 as well as L-O underscore Coyotes for the uh, Locked On Coyotes Twitter page. You can yeah interact with us, tweet at us, direct message us, If you have a question that seems to be uh, an important question, we can go ahead and answer those on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Don't be shy. No question is stupid on Locked On Coyotes podcast because I'm sure someone else has the same question. But uh, thanks, everyone, again, for listening to this episode. Thanks again to Seth for joining us. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys stay healthy. And don't forget to Howl on.